Today on The Faction, NXT signs a brand new deal for a new TV home. And speaking of TV, what's going on with the Ring of Honor TV Championship? All of this and more on The Faction. What's going on, family? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope that all is right in your world. Yeah, right. That's what I meant. All is right in your world. It's been a minute. And so, you know, I've been apologizing on these last couple of episodes because I don't like having too much time in between episodes. But if you've been following me personally, you know some of the things that have been going on, which are all good. And so I'm certainly grateful for that. Hey, I want to thank you for your consistent and continued support of all things connected to the faction because there really is a lot that's happening in these spaces. And we're appreciative that you are continuing to support what we do. If you're brand new to the podcast, and I know some of you may be, make sure you are following us on the social spaces at The Faction Show. We drop all kinds of news items there as well as information about our podcast. And speaking of our podcast, you can subscribe to it in a number of spaces, including Spotify, Apple, Google, all those spaces. You can definitely check us out. And we want you to leave us a comment in those places as well. When you rate us and leave a comment, it allows others to see what's happening and allows us to grow organically in those spaces. And while we're there, feel free to tell some of your friends and loved ones about what we're doing as well, as I'd like to believe that there's probably more than one wrestling fan in your circle. So definitely do that. It is wildly appreciated. So there's quite a bit to talk about on the show today. And yeah, we have a few big ticket items. I want to first start with taking a quick look at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel is the latest premium live event from the WWE. It took place over the weekend in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And you know, the thing about the wrestling world is things move so very fast until it almost feels like Crown Jewel was like two or three weeks ago, but it wasn't. It was less than a week ago. Very quickly looking at some of these results, Crown Jewel had a kickoff show that began with Sami Zayn defeating J.D. McDonough. Then we had a World Heavyweight Champion Championship matches. Seth Freakin' Rollins defeated Drew McIntyre. Rhea Ripley successfully defended the Women's World Championship by defeating Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Stark. Solo Sokoa defeated John Cena, extending John Cena's single match losing streak to five years. That sounds really bad. From there, Logan Paul defeats Rey Mysterio to become the new United States champion. Io Sky defeats Bianca Belair to retain the WWE Women's Championship. Cody Rhodes defeats Damian Priest. And Roman Reigns retains the undisputed WWE Universal Championship by defeating LA Knight. 
So instead of doing a blow-by-blow and a match-by-match look at this, I really want to talk about some of the highlights from this premium live event and some of the things that we really learned. One of those things I've actually predicted on several other shows, including WWT Live and Russell Extra, and that is that Logan Paul would become the United States champion. Now, I know some people don't like this idea because the idea is Logan Paul is a quote-unquote part-timer. But I think we're going to have to start acknowledging a few things, and that is this. Ever since his official entry into WWE, he has only had main event caliber matches. He's only been in the ring with top tier stars. I mean, whether it's The Miz, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. I mean, he's really been in there with the best of the best, and he's paid his dues. Last year, he was fighting for the Universal Championship at this very event against Roman Reigns. He would lose that match, but in a second match, he looked incredible. Earlier this year at SummerSlam, he defeated Ricochet. He fought Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, for crying out loud. Like There have been some really huge opportunities here for Logan Paul, and he hasn't dropped the ball. He totally deserves to be the United States champion for a few reasons. Number one, this is absolutely going to bring more eyes to the product as he carries that U.S. championship wherever he goes. I believe he has like 90 million social media followers, so that's a no-brainer. But what's even bigger is he actually gets it done in the ring. And I think at some point, we've got to respect what Logan Paul brings to the table. You don't have to like him in order to respect him. And we certainly respect what Logan Paul is able to do. I'm excited to see this title reign. Now, I'm going to throw another prediction out there now. And that is this. Logan Paul holds on to the United States Championship through WrestleMania. And at WrestleMania, he will lose it to L.A. Knight. Yeah. Speaking of L.A. Knight, of course, he was in that world title match. And I don't know that any of us expected him to defeat Roman Reigns. Not now and not having a loose understanding of what the plan is for Roman Reigns in terms of him being able to ultimately beat the championship reign of Hulk Hogan in terms of length of days. So nobody expected that. But what I think we all expected was for this to be basically a proving ground match for L.A. Knight to see if indeed he can stand up in the main event picture he's had a couple of pretty amazing tests he had that test at the last premium live event where he teamed with John Cena against the bloodline that obviously worked now standing on his own two feet it definitely works and it's clear that people love LA Knight all around the world so for all of you who are fans of LA Knight don't be discouraged don't be disheartened what's happening here is this is a proving ground space and if he got that kind of reaction in a stadium which was the largest space that he has ever occupied in his wrestling career he'll be ready for philadelphia when the opportunity comes and think about it la night winning the u.s title in the birthplace of america philadelphia at wrestlemania you can't write this story any better And I think that's how it's going to go down. So prepare yourself for a few months of Logan Paul as the U.S. champion. You probably won't see the U.S. title except for major events, which could include Survivor Series, will more than likely include the Royal Rumble. 
and WrestleMania. These are just my predictions. Do with them what you would like. Other big news coming out of Crown Jewel, and that is EO Sky successfully defending the championship against Bianca Belair with the emergence, or should I say re-emergence, of one Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, of course, had left WWE a couple of years back, became the inaugural IWGP Women's Champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, did quite a bit of work there in stardom, but it has not been a long time, not at all, maybe two years tops, and now she is back, and I don't even know if it's been a full two years, because it was a year ago, back in October of last year, where she won the IWGP Women's Championship, so we're talking maybe a year in change and now Kyrie Sane is back in WWE her being inserted in this picture with EO Sky is actually very intriguing to me because are we looking at a potential breakup of damage control are we looking at perhaps a fourth member added is this going to put EO Sky in a space where she's perhaps choosing between Bailey and Kyrie Sane. And as the commentary team so expertly announced, Kyrie Sane was pretty much ousted from WWE thanks to Bailey. So, yeah, so this all gets extremely interesting, and I'm excited to see what happens there. Again, these are some of the big highlights coming out of Crown Jewel. The other one, of course, is John Cena losing this match to Solo Sokoa. And so the questions now reign Will John Cena retire? What is the future of John Cena? Well, if you're reading the tea leaves and you've been following some of what's been going on, for one, John Cena was really only scheduled to be in WWE through October, and then he added the date, of course, of Crown Jewel into play. And many will say that this time came because of the actor's strike where, you know, he couldn't do anything acting-wise, so he came over and spent some time in WWE. Here's the interesting thing. If you've been reading the news, you know that last night the actor's strike was resolved. They've reached a resolution. The actors are going back to work. So the timing of John Cena losing this match seemingly means that the door is wide open for him to return to Hollywood. And who knows when we'll see John Cena in or around a WWE ring again. It's one of the reasons why Triple H was very vocal about the fact that we should enjoy this time that we have with John Cena because we don't know how much more we will get. So if this was the last run for John Cena, hashtag thank you, Cena. Now, perhaps there's another podcast or another episode we should do around whether or not John Cena truly is the greatest of all time. It is the moniker that WWE has added on to him. He is announced that way. But there's a part of me that wonders that just because you say it, does that make it true? And I think that certainly holds true to this. Is John Cena really the greatest of all time? I may even need to bring in some assistance on this one that being Brandon Clack and Courtney Beard we'll see if I can get them to come out of their deep deep Ric Flair 85 like schedules and hop onto a podcast to discuss this because I don't want to gloss over it that's why it needs to get some time so 
put a pin mark there. We'll come back to it in a future episode. But if you would like to give me your quick opinion on whether or not you believe John Cena is the greatest of all time, go ahead and do that in the comment section for the post connected to this podcast. Or you can feel free to DM us and let us know as well. All right. So that's a look at what happened at Crown Jewel over the weekend. There have been some other major pieces of news going on, including the new television home for NXT, what this means for the NWA. And what is the future of the Ring of Honor Television Championship? We'll talk about all of that and more when we come back. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. Are you ready? Yes! Hey guys, before we hop back into the podcast, I want to let you know that you have the opportunity to wear the merch of hopefully your favorite commentator. That's right. I have merch available representing us here at The Faction and representing my journey. Lego. You've likely heard about my journey into pro wrestling, and if you haven't, I can sum it up in a couple of words. Uh-oh. It took me five seconds of courage to bet on me so we've got great merch out there allowing you to tell the world about five seconds of courage and betting on you Uh check out that merch right now at prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied again prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied check out this new merch representing yours truly in the world of pro wrestling bet on you five seconds of courage prowrestlingtees.com slash bonnerfied I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. What are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea. And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. 
And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a Ben and there is a U, there will always be the S-H-W. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the faith. Support Bonafide Radio, The Faction. Keep it on, baby. Okay, so there's some interesting news floating out there about television homes. Now, you may or may not remember this, but it was a few weeks ago when the NWA owner, Billy Corgan, a.k.a. William Patrick Corgan, went on to an episode of Busted Open Radio. And on that episode, he alluded to the fact that the NWA has finally signed a television deal. The television deal is, in his words, with a major top 20 network. We would find out later that that network is the CW. And what was being mentioned was that NWA Power would go over there and then kind of a new reality show of sorts for the NWA would fit into the CW's programming. And while they were all excited about this, they all seemed to be shocked when earlier this week, and we shared this news on our social space as well, that the CW is indeed bringing pro wrestling to their network for CW Sports, but it's not the NWA. Instead, it is NXT. That is correct. The CW will become the official broadcast home of NXT. It is a new five-year deal that begins October of 2024. The network will air 52 live weekly events throughout the season, making NXT the latest addition to the CW's growing roster of live sports. Now, in case you haven't watched the CW in quite a while, or maybe since the last time it hosted WWE Wrestling, that being SmackDown, you'll be intrigued to know that the CW is indeed airing a lot more in the realm of sports including football and basketball games from the ACC. That, of course, is the Atlantic Coast Conference in college. And then LIV Golf, which is the alternative, somewhat controversial for some, to the PGA Tour. The CW is also going to be the new weekly home for Inside the NFL, and it will broadcast the NASCAR Xfinity Series beginning in 2025. So there's a whole thing happening here with the CW's commitment to sports. And they are loving the idea of bringing NXT to the CW. Now, there have been some very interesting quotes that have come out, including the president of the CW, who says, quote, we are thrilled to welcome the WWE brand into the CW sports portfolio as they play an integral role in our mission to bring live sporting events to the network year around. Went on to say that NXT is a perfect fit for the CW thanks to its dynamic young talent, featuring the hottest rising stars in the sport and exhilarating, unpredictable weekly events. The passion and engagement of WWE's fan base is unmatched, and we are eager to grow that audience as NXT's new home on broadcast television. So a couple of interesting details to note. For one, while the financial terms of the deal were not released, we do hear that the terms are more than double of the current contract that NXT has with USA. That contract is $15 million a year. So that means we're talking at least $30 million a year 
for NXT. That's a massive win for a brand that has been considered to be developmental. A brand that began airing on Hulu and then on the WWE Network. Of course, back in 2019, it made its move to the USA Network from the WWE Network, which was a massive deal. Now, NXT for the first time ever heads to broadcast television. Let's take a couple of minutes and talk about why this is important. So, of course... In order for there to be larger ratings, there needs to be greater opportunity for visibility and availability. So when you start talking, of course, about the WWE Network or Hulu, there is obviously a limited audience there. That audience grows to a more known network like the USA Network. But in order to watch the USA Network, you have to have basic cable. Now, for some, it seems like basic cable is just that basic but as of late with many cutting the cable cord and choosing to go with other alternatives it does make the cw a more viable option because whether you have cable or not the cw is available to you as a broadcast network it's one of those spaces that if you only have an antenna you can actually still watch now, why that's important, and that means a few things. For one, it means the opportunity for more eyes on this product because you don't have to go through any degree of a paywall. There's that. But what else is interesting about this is it is highly possible that with SmackDown moving from Fox over to USA, and we still don't know where Monday Night Raw is going, it's possible that NXT could be the only WWE brand on broadcast television, which means that NXT could be the only presentation of WWE that some people actually get to watch because they only have broadcast television, which means <laughs> that some of these quote-unquote developmental names may become the most familiar names to some people in the space of WWE. That means a massive win for this brand of NXT, which has really been on a roll in the last, I would say, six months or so, posting some incredible numbers, giving us incredible content, and really making that transition from the 2.0 era to the era that more resembles black and gold, probably the best hybrid era that NXT has had. So what happens to the NWA? Well, the word on the street is that the NWA was seemingly caught off guard by this move from the CW. Apparently, talent was blindsided by all of this. And the word on the street is one of the reasons why the NWA is no longer in contention for the CW is because of an angle that took place at an NWA pay-per-view just a couple of weeks ago. NWA Samhain, which happened October the 28th, featured a rather controversial angle that saw Father James Mitchell inhaling cocaine. Apparently, this angle was highly approved and pushed for by Billy Corgan, and apparently the NWA was under the impression that the CW didn't care what they did on pay-per-view. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the person who actually gets the job offer and then does something so silly, so off-brand, and they post it on the socials and then wonder why the job offer is rescinded. Like, you can't do silly things like this, NWA. So what does the NWA do now? I think that's still up for debate. 
Obviously, it seems to make sense that they would stay on YouTube until they can find a viable TV deal, though I'm sure that this whole idea of snorting cocaine as a wrestling angle probably won't welcome you to broadcast television or to too many other cable networks, but we'll see. It's also kind of sad that Billy Corgan had so many negative things to say about YouTube in that interview that he did with Busted Open. So where do you think the NWA lands? Let us know on the socials as well. Before we go, one other interesting piece of news that we want to discuss, and that is what's going on with the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Now, what I'm about to share with you could be a spoiler if you have yet to watch AEW Dynamite from last night. If you've already watched or you've already heard, then no harm, no foul. Last night, Samoa Joe, who is the longest reigning Ring of Honor television champion at well over 500 days, defended the championship against Keith Lee. By the way, happy birthday, Keith Lee. In that match, it was a tough, tough match, but it ended with Samoa Joe causing Keith Lee to submit. After that, Samoa Joe hops on the microphone and he says, I am relinquishing the Ring of Honor Television Championship so that I can pursue solely the AEW World title. So this this causes us to ask a lot of questions. Question number one, if your intent was to relinquish the championship, why not just lose the title to Keith Lee since you were already in a match with him? Secondly, why are we relinquishing ROH championships on AEW television. There's that. Thirdly, how much sense does it make for someone to be in the middle of a historic reign and of their own volition relinquish the championship? The only time I remember someone having a historic reign and relinquishing that title is Asuka. And that's when she relinquished the NXT Women's Championship, but that wasn't of her own doing. She was forced to do that by William Regal and the officials at NXT as she was being promoted to Raw or SmackDown, ultimately to go and battle for the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. She didn't voluntarily give that title up. So I just get very concerned with what this kind of means for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. I mean, why go through all of this if you're going to give it up? And the other thing that doesn't make sense, we've already seen a world title match between MJF and Samoa Joe. It happened at Grand Slam Dynamite basically two months ago while, you guessed it, Samoa Joe was still the Ring of Honor Television Champion. Let's also add one other layer to this. It's not an impossibility to hold two titles in an AEW space. After all, your current world champion, MJF, is also one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So at no point does any of this make logical sense. Unless there's a piece of this that I'm missing that you guys can see. So if you have an understanding of why Samoa Joe has relinquished the Ring of Honor Television Championship to solely pursue the AEW World Championship, please let me know. In the meantime, 
I'm obviously waiting to see what happens on Ring of Honor television, which that should probably air tonight to see what the status of the Ring of Honor television championship is. Will they hold a tournament? Will they name a new champion? Will you even keep the title? All of these are questions that are left to be answered. So, yeah, that's a look at what's going on. Obviously, there's more to discuss. I want to say thank you to all of you who have offered such kind support relative to my excursion. And in case you didn't know, I had the opportunity last weekend to have my first international pro wrestling trip and that is with all caribbean wrestling did commentary there along with my good brother caprice coleman if you guys want to watch that show it is available on the youtube page for all caribbean wrestling just type in all caribbean wrestling for youtube you'll find mo bay bash there super excited about that opportunity and about some future opportunities coming with all caribbean wrestling also in case you did not hear matter of fact the schedule is going to be kind of busy And I'm really looking forward to it. Not this weekend, but next weekend I'll be back with IWE. And uh, once that show is done, you'll be able to check that out, of course, on IWTV. Then when we get to December, December the 1st, I'm excited about being a part of Ashe Wrestling, being part of that broadcast team. And uh, some amazing matches are set up there. That's going to be crazy. Trish Adora and Aja Kong, the legendary Aja Kong. It's going to be incredible. There's a Team Georgia versus Team North Carolina match that will feature the Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Champion, the legendary Shug D. He'll be a part of that. The Infantry will be there. And so many other incredible names. You will absolutely want to be a part of Ashe Wrestling on December the 1st in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you can get there, head to the website ashewrestling.com. If not, you can also purchase the live stream, which will be available at ashewrestling.com. So check that out. December the 8th, SHW57. I'll be back there. Excited about that. And some other cool things that are on the horizon. So look out because some cool things are going down. Thank you again for your support for all things connected to the faction. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. <laughs>